Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I wish I could be in the living room with somebody who's listening to this show. Jeff Lutz. You think they're listening in their living room? Maybe. It's not 1943. It's a strange world. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello, everyone. It's a Monday. It's a Bob and Jeff Monday here on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz with you until 4 o'clock today. Max Power producing and engineering. The phone number, the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. We're going to do a World Series of Face-Off qualifier about 225 today. At 245, we'll talk to John Kirby from Jayhawk Slant, getting a, getting a little uh, insight into KU football and some other happenings. One of their basketball players decided to leave over the weekend. Get uh, John Kirby's thoughts on that. And then at 325 today, the Bob and Jeff draft, we're going to pick position players from the Indians Guardians franchise and from the Cardinals franchise. Uh, do you want to pick all? Do you want to represent Cleveland in your? No, because that's not fair. Well, I, I was going to say it's, it's up to you. No, I don't. So we have to pick four each from each franchise, um, and we'll see who comes up with the better list. Uh, I suppose we will. Yeah. I beat you in the last one, so I'm uh, kind of riding high. So four, eight position players, everything but pitcher, uh, no DHs. Uh, you're picking a first baseman, a second baseman, a third baseman, a shortstop, a catcher, a left fielder, a center fielder, and a right fielder. And uh, we'll see who comes up with the best team. You have to pick every position? Every position. That's correct. Well, that, that's You could have given me longer than six minutes to prepare for that's something. That's all I got. It's not like I'm sitting here preparing. Oh, you're not. You just came up with the idea. Yeah, just now. Really? I knew it had something to do with this. But, yeah, I'm not. Listen, I know you get you worry a lot about who wins these things. I don't lose a second of sleep. Oh, I lose so much sleep. Yeah, you, you do. Even, you wouldn't even You retweet it. it. You, you, it's pathetic. I retweet it? It's pathetic. Watch how you react to it. Well, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, it is a nice thing to say. It's how pathetic. How do the Springfield Cardinals look over the weekend? Uh, none of, nobody can pitch. I didn't make it to Riverfront. Nobody can pitch. It's just an abomination. Tim Kent's looked okay, not great. Uh, lost a lot of velocity as the game went on, and uh, yesterday was a slugfest. Well, the kids were asking the kid to to 
do some things he hasn't done before. Like what? Like pitch this many innings. He's still not at a real high level of innings, but this is a guy who hasn't done a whole lot of pitching. So he's going to get over 100 innings, which is going to be a new world to him. Why is he in double A if he's not? Because uh... we, we think he's got the stuff to compete in double A. He did fine. Didn't blow anybody away, but he did fine. Well, he's going out there, you know, you 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 try it sometime. Uh, that's not my line of work, so well, I probably well, won't. Why isn't it? Just didn't work out that way, I guess. Uh, listen, the, the Cardinals have very little pitching uh, throughout their organization. Hopefully, they'll address that in uh, in at the trade deadline. I yeah, I hope that works out for you. Your team stinks. Can't tell. My team stinks. It doesn't. Really well, don't matter. don't be throwing out. Don't be attacking my team just you, because your team uh, got swept over the weekend by Texas. Uh, your your team's good. My team's not very good, but they they've won five of seven. So you know they're on a little bit of an uptick. Who do they play in those games? Well, the Miami, uh, the White Sox, and the Nationals. Okay. Uh, but you got swept when you go when you went against a legitimate team. Uh, you got your butts handed to you. I don't know if we got our butts handed to us. Did you win any of the games? Should have won yesterday. Did you win? Should have won. Did you? Should have. That doesn't count. Your team's not very good. You have no offense, and you really are now with Bieber hurt. You're not in much of a position to add it. We'll figure it out. When? Well, well, this is a, a, an ongoing problem with Cleveland. When are you going to figure it out? We'll figure it out. What do you mean an ongoing they problem? They haven't had offense for last two year. years. They were in the playoffs last year. And they've al- they've let pitching try to carry them, and and uh, at some point you got to get some hitters in that team. Well, we're working on it. Who? Who, do you, who are you going to get? We're working on it. Give me a hitter that you would love to see brought to, to the uh, Guardians. I told you the other day, Colton Cowser. I don't know. A proven hitter. Somebody that you can plug in and and you know they're going to hit for you. You don't know that Colton Kowser, who's never played in the big leagues, is that guy. So who do you want to bring in to try to make who's a out, run? Who's out there? Well, tell me. You know. You follow the game. But I'm trying to even think of teams that sell who have players that Cleveland would even Tyler want. Tyler O'Neill. You want him? No. Lars Newcomb. Dylan Carlson we'd take. Nolan Gorman. You want him? No. You don't want Nolan Gorman? Nah. <laughs> May I ask why? He's he's mm, two forty hitter. He's got a little pop. with a lot of power. He's got some power defensively. No, it doesn't profile as a Cleveland Guardian. So you don't want Nolan Gorman? No. We'll take Dylan Carlson. Well, we'll gladly give you Dylan Carlson well before Nolan Gorman. And we'll uh, we'll take Brendan Donovan also. I'll no, we're not giving you Brendan Donovan unless you really up the ante and give us one of those young pitchers. Uh, if you're willing to do that, the discussion's on. Well, Gavin Williams is. You're not getting him. You're not getting Bybee. You're not getting Logan Allen. You're not getting Joey. Well, then we we don't Joey have anything Cantilla. to talk about. Well, then maybe we don't. Maybe we don't match up. There you go. No match. See ya. And you'll just continue to flounder with your lineup. Nobody who can hit, and you'll whine at the end of the year. Oh, we got a lot of pitching. Well, too bad. You didn't utilize it to uh, get what you really need, and that's offense.
Well, they don't have enough pitching depth right now to trade any of it. Too bad. It is what it is. Are you in a uh, basketball mood this week? Because this is a basketball week here with the TBT, TBT starting on Thursday. Uh, you've got the Final Four celebration uh, for Wichita State happening on Saturday out at Mark's Art. I've Mark put Arts. In, Mark Arts. Mark's Art. I like Mark's Art better. I should have named it Mark's Art. Maybe. Um I've made a uh, request for Fred Van Vliet. We'll see if it happens. How did you uh, make ah, that request? My, I'll tell you later. You went through Zach Bush or Ron or somebody. Don't worry about what I did. Well, I hope we get him. Good luck. We'll see if we get him. We'll you see. Know, if we we'll get see him, if we, we get, get him. him. If we don't, we don't. Well, I'm, I'm going to make the attempt to get him. I want to get him. I did a podcast earlier today with Paul Sullentrop and Mike Kennedy out at uh, Wichita State. We talked about our recollections of that Final Four team. How'd that go for you? I went well. Good. I did terrible on trivia. And, of course, Mike, whose nickname is Trivia, just blew me away. That stands to reason. Uh, but that's 10 years ago. That's hard to fathom. Well, did they ask? I assume it was the same questions Paul asked on his article the other day. There were 10 questions, right? I didn't see that. Oh, well, that makes sense then. But, uh, yeah, he had an article where he put some trivia. I did not do well on that either. Did he ask, like, uh, the starting lineup of the first game of the NCAA tournament? That was one of the questions that was on the article. Well, one of the interesting things, I don't, he did not ask that today, but one of the interesting things if, that I had uh, very little recollection of is that Ahime Arupe started most of the games that year. He did, yes. Which you would never think. Well, he was, yeah, he was in the lineup just as kind of a defensive presence. Fred Van Vliet started zero games. Uh, he is, his, uh, presence on that team expanded as the year went on and especially in the uh, NCAA tournament where he really started to take hold and I one of my insightful comments and one I'll ask Fred about if we get him on this show the shot he made against Gonzaga certainly one of the most famous shots in Shocker basketball history how much did that have to do with his growth as a player making that shot uh, that had to that had to propel him to something, right? I don't know. I think he was just talented enough to make that shot, right? He missed one against Kentucky, which I don't think hampered his that was, growth or development. Yeah, that was the next year, right? Uh, so I think Fred is just a a really good player, and he was always a really good player. Yeah, I'm not gonna. He'll have a much more insightful, good answer to that. Yeah, question. but you want you always want these things that don't really exist. And well, if nothing ever existed, what would you have written about? What what did what angles did you go for as a writer? Uh, Fred, uh, you you made that shot. Did it do anything to help your confidence? Probably not, right? Because that stuff's baloney. All right, well, let's talk about uh, something else. Why would he I shoot? Mean, the, I what, mean, does it, that doesn't make any sense. What deeper meaning did you find well, as a writer? this is a guy who had no confidence. What deeper meanings did you look for as a writer? Not, I didn't have, I didn't want to fabricate anything. Well, no, you ask him about it. Is it, is, is that possible? Is, is there anything to this, Fred? And then well, you let him answer. No. Well, I don't know what he's going to say. 
maybe he's going to say, you know, I hadn't thought of that, but that that's a good point. I think maybe uh, that did boost my confidence. And, uh, you know, you never know. You, that's why he asked the question. I guess. See, you're not, you don't ask questions that you don't believe in. So you would never ask that question because you don't believe I in the I would ask it premise. maybe in a different way. I ask questions because that's what reporters do. They ask questions to get answers. Uh, I guess. No, really. You ask a question to get an answer. I assume so. So that's some of the that's why people who say, "Oh, that was a dumb question." Not necessarily. There's an art to it. It can sound dumb, but if the answer provided is a good answer, then was the question really dumb? The emphatic answer to that is no, it wasn't. So there, there's an art to asking a question. I agree. And you there's... can't let your premise, your ego, your belief get in the way of asking the well, question. Well, there's also an art to telling the truth, and it just would seem what, what, it what would just seem dishonest there? if it was what like— truth? If it would seem dishonest if we were like, your oh, truth doesn't Fred matter. Came, Fred came in as a low confidence guy, made a shot, and but what if he says that? The, I get. I don't know. Are you not going to write that? Are you not going to go with that? I don't think so, because I don't think I believe that. I just. But, I mean, but what does it matter what you believe as the author? It only matters what he believes. It matters not anything. There, there's no importance in what you believe i guess no not i guess i mean that just seems lazy to me that's it's just, not lazy at all it seems lazy to me i i have a genuine curiosity about that i don't think that's then why lazy. did he miss the next one i don't think that's lazy well then why did he miss the next one because you can't make every exactly, shot exactly but sometimes you do make them quit doing that to your 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 thing i can hear it in my headset Please. Uh, no, you ask the question. Okay. That's the job well, of the journalist. Well, then I follow up with, why'd you miss the next one, Fred? Were you not confident that day? That's fine. Follow up with that. But it wasn't the next one. It was against Kentucky in the NCAA S tournament. A similar type of situation. But confidence isn't necessarily making the shot. It's taking the shot. Well, yeah, of course, but also being drawn up to take the shot, or right, happening to have your hand, ball, happening to have Vliet, the ball in your guess hands. How many points Fred Van Vliet averaged his freshman year? Seven, four. You don't think making a shot against Gonzaga, the number one seed in the NCAA tournament, on the road at Salt Lake City, and the, under the bright lights, and in in a game that. At that point, everyone in the country was watching because Gonzaga was on the ropes, right? In the NCAA tournament. Nine seed Wichita State is leading one seed Gonzaga or pushing them. So everybody in the country is watching that game. Nobody knows of Fred Van Vliet until he makes that shot. Right, so if he misses it, there aren't real consequences. Fred was always confident, in my opinion. I think that I think there's a plausible chance that making that shot was a big thing in his basketball life. 
Well, of course then it was. and in the future. Of course it was. Then, I just don't know how it would have affected But don't you want to know? Mentality. Don't you want to ask? You don't want to ask? You really don't want to ask. Because it does. You don't want to ask Fred Van because Vliet. This is unbelievable to me. You're. I thought I raised you as a journalist. I really did. Because then we just say, this why did you miss the next one? This isn't journalism, Jeff. You're letting your preconceived notions. It's not a preconceived getting, notion. Get in the way of searching for answers. If you if you carry your agenda into any interview you do or anything you write, you failed as a journalist. So it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. The the key is to ask the question. Okay. I would You just... want to know what Fred thinks, not what you think. We don't nobody in your audience cares what you think about. Okay, but then I'd have to ask, well, if you made that one, why'd you miss the next one? And that's that's it doesn't add up. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you have to carry it to that? Because if he's so confident, then he'd make all the shots. <laughs> he wouldn't make nobody makes all right. the shots. So regardless. he made that one. Did that increase his confidence level? It doesn't matter that he missed shots after that. What did that shot mean in the basketball life of Fred Van Vliet? If that's anything, that's the question. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I don't know that he would say, well, you'd say whatever he would say. You don't you don't care what he says. That's not the point. It is you're not it's it's not the point as I just said. It is to me to be able to tell an honest uh, give an honest accounting and narrative of what happened because if he makes one shot in the second round of the NCAA tournament with the game on the line and misses Why is that the your next job? shot because I want to be honest. Why wouldn't you just want to present Fred's thought? On that, or anyone else's. Because that's a question I would have as a reader. Well, if he was so confident, then why did he miss a, sh- a shot in basically the exact Confidence same situation? Confidence has nothing to do with making or missing. It has to do with taking. Okay, well, he had no choice but to take the shot. The shot clock okay. was running out. Well, then we'll examine that, and the too. Next, and the next time he had a choice, it was drawn up for him, he missed. So? Exactly. I don't understand why you wouldn't ask that question. Especially now, ten years later, what did that shot, in it's your a, opinion? It's a fine Fred, question. As you, what did that you, shot, in your opinion, Fred? What does that? What's the residue of that one shot in Salt Lake City, late at night, in in one of the biggest upsets that we've had in the NCAA tournament? Uh, tell us. I, I want to examine that. That's what I'm. I'm writing an entire column about that shot. Thank you. That, my friends, is a mic drop moment. It is? Yeah, because it silenced you. Well, I don't have anything else to and say. If Fred, if I got 10, 15 minutes with Fred, that would be the column I wrote. All right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sure it would be a fantastic column. It would be a fantastic column. A, the premise is great. B, I'm writing. The premise is okay. No, the premise is great. No, it's not. It's an okay premise. Because sometimes you Why make shots. Why did Paul and Mike both love it? Because uh, they would. Why would they and not you? I just, the premise is false. It just, he's either going to make it or miss it. And I don't think his career would have been affected either way. I think he's still looked at as. But what if he disagrees? Man, I'd be shocked. But I, I guess we have to ask. 
Sure. I'd be absolutely shocked. Mr. Bet on yourself would say, man, I was really down. No, he'd have some great things to say about it because he's a deep thinker. He's not somebody who's made up his mind about these situations the way you have. After a lot who of has, thought. Who has no openness to any other thought. I have That's a shame. I have openness. You, you've allowed the beauty of sports to escape your life. It's not the beauty. It's the randomness of sports. No, it's a beauty. Sports is random. It's ab- It's actually the beauty. It can be beautiful in moments, but you have to capture the moments. But you have to capture them honestly. I think I've. Un- I think I understand more now. You can't say. I think I understand more now. What do you mean? I, I got it in mind. I know what I'm talking about. I'll talk to my wife about it. About what? Ah, uh, you know. You're gonna just uh, crush me to your wife. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because it's disappointing. I'm not all all. All great writing and all great reporting has its basis in being inquisitive. And I would be inquisitive. You're not inquisitive. That's just not accurate. That's how I feel. Okay. I don't think you're as inquisitive as you should be. But that's just me. What do you mean as I should be? Because inquisitive people don't think they have the answers. They think they're searching for the answers. And but that, I want to that, ask the correct question, though, too. But no, no. Being inquisitive isn't necessarily asking the correct question. You're really caught up in that. I ask good questions. I'd rather, nah. I'd rather nah. find something out that isn't, eh. oh, yeah, that really propelled me. And uh, I don't know if you ask good questions. I know I do. You think you do because, you, because your questions are based in your beliefs. Um. Those not, aren't necessarily the best questions. Not always. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back and qualify for the World Series of Faceoff. 869-1240, either one or two callers. We'd prefer two. Give us a call. Try to get in the World Series of Faceoff. Uh, that tournament coming up starting on August the 14th. We're going to qualify 16 people. Uh, I think we've got five who are in so far. Back in a minute. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.
This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Music from the summer of 1993. How do you talk to an angel from the heights? Does this song mean something to you? I like that song. A little yeah, one, one hit wonder. Yeah, I, I like the song. I really don't know much about the band. That's, that was pretty much all they did. Uh, all right, we are waiting a caller or two to 869-1240 to compete in a World Series of Face-Off qualifier. Uh, so we'll see. Anybody going to call us? I figured out the question I would ask Fred. Let's hear it. How, Fred, would you compare the emotional fallout of the off-seasons after the shot you made against Gonzaga and the shot you missed against Kentucky? How did those feelings compare? Huh. And that would get you a good answer. I don't know, man. That's <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if that's the question you want to answer, if that's if that's the question you want to ask, go for that's it. A good question. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it is. Well, maybe maybe that would elicit a better answer. I don't know. I'm not saying better. I'm just well, saying that's that, what you want. You want the best answer. I'm just saying that's the, probably the question I would ask. Well, there you go. You want to play World Series of Face Off by yourself? Well, we'll see. We'll give it a couple minutes here, see if anybody calls. Uh, does anybody want to play in the World Series of Face-Off? I don't know. I don't know. What's, I don't know what's happening. Maybe we'll have a five-man tournament. You round, know, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that, that likes to talk about everything. And uh, I, I, nothing's to me, nothing's off topic. I know people say, oh, don't, don't, uh, don't talk about... Don't ask for callers, those kind of things. I don't think we do, except when we want callers uh, to participate in an event that has uh, 15 years. You think we played 15 of these World Series of Faceoffs over the course of the well, last know, uh, 22 years? Probably. I know one was going on uh, in 2007. I don't know when it started. I don't remember either. But it had to be around then. Our friend uh, Pat Pask, who unfortunately passed away, would have all that information. Yes, he would. Uh, I'm sure it's still out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But we're not privy to that information. Not yet. Maybe Scott Pask has it or somebody else. And What we want is people to participate uh, because it's a fun tournament. And you know me. I'm easily, what's the word? Discouraged. Yes. Uh, I get easily discouraged. Why do you think that is? I've never really, do I get easily discouraged? Probably. But I don't really understand it about this. I mean, people aren't calling. That's, it sucks, but it's nothing we can do about it. Well, I get discouraged. Don't you? Not really. I mean, I kind of figured when you said we'd have a World Series qualifier at 225 that that would be a, a tough go. Why? Because people haven't we been calling. We used to open up the hotline and, and for this kind of stuff, and it, we, they'd be ringing off the hook. What's happened? I, is, it, is it worth a deeper dive? It's the time slot, isn't it? Is it the time and, slot? Is it me? 
Maybe people are just maybe not it's you. Maybe tired they're tired. Us. I don't know. Maybe they're. I don't know what it is. People might just be tired of us, and uh, that happens. People are tired of me or you. Well, I I'm really not going to lose sleep over that. I think you had it right the first time. Well, I'm again. How could anyone get tired of me? Really, after I've only been years? in the media in this community for forty-nine years. Yeah, that couldn't be it. They, they, they relish. They hang on my every word. Perhaps. But yeah, I don't. If if it's me, then I'm the I'm kind good. of guy who will get a lot of accolades after I'm gone. Uh, people will miss me just because I'm a pot stirrer. And it'll get a little boring in this community because there's really not that many pot stirrers. Well, how does what forum does one have to be a pot stirrer? You can find your forum, right? People have stirred pots through all kinds of forums. Doesn't necessarily have to be with a microphone in your hand or a pen in your hand or a, a keyboard at your fingertips. Uh, you can just stir the pot. That's what, you know, I, I enjoy people who stir the pot. Well, I try to, but you don't like when I stir it. When did you, you stir? I stirred it last segment. You didn't enjoy it. No, no, you, didn't, you weren't barking up the right pot. Well, we just, we just, you mix the analogies. We just approach things differently. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Just argue. Here, here's what you need to learn how to do argue the argument, don't argue the person. I'm not arguing any person. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you thought less of me because I. No, I didn't think made, less of you. Made yeah, broad generalization. If I was teaching a course in journalism, there's only a few things I think I know. I think I know journalism because I did it forever. If I was teaching a course in journalism, I would tell people you cannot have an agenda ever when you're speaking a story. I think that's me having an agenda, though. I think that's me trying to broaden the story a little bit. No, I don't agree. Oh, well, that's my opinion. If you're writing a column, yes. If you're writing a story, no. And you were never a columnist, so you were always in the story writing mode. I have opinions. But you weren't you that was you would not ask Fred Van Vliet that question uh, that, that wasn't that just the premise. Seems... The question, it, to me, it seems like, well, I've read this a thousand times before about a guy, well, my, my confidence sure shot up after that. I feel like there's something more and deeper, probably. So uh, an actual well, he would, feeling or he an actual... just give you a, a stock answer like that. Fred, anytime you ask Fred Van Vliet a question, you're going to get a well-thought-out, reasoned I never interviewed that guy and, and got anything less than... Well, yeah, Fred is the uh, best. Outstanding content. But sometimes people aren't the best, and you well, have with to... him, he is. I know. Fred is great. So it depends on the, on the interviewee in some cases. With him, you know you're going to get good stuff. You just have to be as open-ended as possible. Right. And I don't feel like you are all... Oh, I always am. No, I feel like you never are. Really? You don't read my stories? Or rarely are you? don't read my Wichita's Finest? I, I, I haven't had one in a while. Well, I'm I'm working on it. Now, we're not going to put out a Joe Hour Wichita's Finest in the dead of summer, I hope. 
Well, it'd have to be once the school year starts or once the basketball. I hope once basketball. I hope we're looking for another topic. Well, I, I need. Subject. We went on a shoot today. I'll be writing something about the Monrovians. Went over to the African American, Kansas African American History Museum, which was great. Talked to a young man there uh, who was just fantastic. Going to get him on the show in the next couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go for five questions, or yes, that was the uh, that's the goal, or a potentially another segment. Five questions, probably. Well, good. But he's How were the crowds guy. at Riverfront over the weekend? Uh, Friday, I wasn't there, but it, I heard it wasn't great. A lot of no shows because of the rain. Saturday was pretty good. Sunday was it was Sunday, all right. They got they got to figure out their Sunday deal. How so? Well, I was there the previous Sunday, and it was a, it was the smallest crowd of the year. It's hot for There's one. There's no thing. good time to play a Sunday game. No, there really isn't. I don't know the. I, I don't know when you'd play a Sunday game to try to make it the best. There just isn't a time. People, one o five is probably the best chance. You get it's hot. Well, what four, eight? I mean, six o five. Maybe five o five. Something a little in, in evening time. After you've had your day, you've gone to the But do people want to go back out? You've been out. You've had fellowship. Now now we're going to go to the ball game a little bit later. Do people want to go yeah, back out? Yeah, we're going to end our weekend at the ballpark. On a Sunday. I don't know. Give it a shot. Play a, a 6.05 Sunday game. Well, they play 6.05 Saturday. Try a 6.05 Sunday. Mm. See what happens. People are like, I don't get home until 9.30. All right, try a 505. 505 might work. Just give it a shot. 505, I think we'll settle on that. I don't know. They they know a lot more about it than I do. But I don't know if 105 on a Sunday, I mean every big league team plays at 105 on Sunday. Right. I don't but they don't and you got the travel thing. That's your last you don't want teams hanging around. I get it. You don't you don't want the, the the Springfield Cardinals wasting away here in Wichita. They're on the road by four o'clock. They get back to Springfield by by eight o'clock in the evening. Well, nine ten. Oh, either, you, their bus driver drives like a maniac. I've seen him. That's good. Um, you get back by eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever yeah, it is. Probably. But if you don't play till five o five, then you're you got problems. So forget the five o five thing. So we'll just stick at one o five. Yeah. Stick at 105, uh, do some promotions, uh, do some things to, to, to get more people into your ballpark and and make that work, I guess. I'm going to give you the... Uh... See, I admitted of uh, uh, being wrong. 505 was a dumb idea. Yeah, it's not a dumb idea. No, it's, it's just, a dumb idea it because just it might can't, not... you'd have the, uh, you, you wouldn't have anybody who would want that. It just might not work. It's not a bad idea. Ideas that don't work are what? Uh, bad ideas. They're, no, they're just bad execution. You want to play World Series of Face-Off alone? No, I don't want to waste the category. It's a good category. Um, Apparently nobody else wants to play it either. Uh, let's get to John Kirby from Jayhawk Slant. Hello, John. Guys, how you doing? We're doing well. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Here we are, July 17th. Uh, football never really leaves our minds, but it's starting to become more prominent now. And we've had Big 12 media days. 
Uh, we've seen everything that's gone on in college athletics and what people like me, I would call me an old school guy. We're ready to get back on the field because that's where I enjoy college athletics the most. Uh, how do you think it's looking for, for KU? Uh, pick ninth in a now 14-team conference. How do you think it's looking for KU going into this season? You know, Bob, I, I don't mean this in a, in, a, in a joking or demeaning way, and, I, and I, this has been talked about on our message board from hundreds and hundreds of KU fans, but the fact is when you look at that, you don't see KU 14th, right? I mean, how many preseason polls have you looked at here in the last eight years where when the preseason poll comes out, Kansas is sitting at the bottom? And not only are they not at the bottom, they're what, five, six, seven, five or six spots from it. So I think that just goes to show you there in a strong football league, kind of that people are seeing, you know, Kansas is a team that's not going to be at the bottom and somebody's going to be competitive and, you know, probably sitting there and challenge for those six wins and get back to a bowl. Yeah, is that is that the ceiling, do you think, of, of, of another bowl game? Or can KU even, you know, internally try to – treat not uh, picking being picked ninth as a slight because they have maybe one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the country and a guy who can lead the offense is is ninth the ceiling in, in a six win bowl season well i don't know that that's the ceiling because i do think offensively as long as everybody stays healthy and jalen stays healthy which has been somewhat of a challenge for him here these last couple of years I think that the ceiling could be higher than six because I do think they're going to score, and I think they're going to be a problem on defenses. You saw last year what they did when he was healthy. They they incorporated the the option game in, the quarterback run game, and that really opened up a lot of things in the passing and the, and the running back run game, and they really looked good. I, you know, I was just telling somebody this the other day. When Daniels went down, okay, when he got injured, and then when he came back, they weren't quite the same. They weren't as dynamic in the play calling because I think they were trying to do some things that maybe kept him out of harm's way, what, not as much option and some things that really opened up the playbook and kept defenses on their heels. So if he can stay healthy and they can put up points in the defense, I'm not, I'm not saying they've got to be the 85 Bears. I'm just saying that they've got to get one or two more stops a game from what they've done in the last year and this team can absolutely win more than six games. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm coming from. When I say pick ninth, I did not mean it as a derogatory thing whatsoever. I just think if I was picking, I'd have probably picked them sixth or seventh. I think, I think they have a chance to take a real jump, a real leap. And at some point in their evolution, we're talking with John Kirby from Jayhawk Slant, they need that. Last year was certainly would certainly qualify with six wins, uh, but they need another jump like that. Is it too soon to expect that could happen this year? No, I don't. I don't think it is. But you know, at the same time, Bob, think about this in the in the history of Kansas football. And I don't know how long they've been playing football. How long it dates back to the twenties or thirties or whatever. Kansas, and this is hard to fathom. They've been to back to back bowl games one time in the entire history of their football program, okay? So when people always ask me, they say, what do you think the goal is? Sure, the goal, hey, it'd be great to see him go 9-3, and three, you know, surprise everybody like they did back in 2007 under Mangino when they went to the Orange Bowl and beat Virginia Tech. I mean, that, that would be, you know, that's surprising people. You know, if, if they don't do that and they don't 
get a nine-win season or something like that. Hey, listen, six or seven wins starts to show consistency. It starts to show that Leipold has really, you know, putting something together. And, God, if Kansas fans could just all be somewhere in late December for the second bowl game in back-to-back years, that's only been done. And that would only be the second time in the history of the program that it's been done. So, you know, last year, early on, KU was winning a lot of games. Jalen Daniels got a little Heisman run. And I think part of that was just because it was such a good story. KU's coming out of nowhere. Uh, they seem to have turned a corner. Can Jalen Daniels get on that radar again this season? Is that is that possible? Not that he'll win the Heisman, maybe not even be invited to the ceremony. But can, can he be in discussions? He absolutely can. I mean, he did it last year until he got hurt. And if you look at what they've got coming back offensively this year, I mean, they, they returned the entire offensive line outside of Bostic at left tackle. Okay, I think there's going to be a couple – the competition is going to be about three guys fighting for two guard spots. So the offensive line, they, there's, you know, experience, game experience back there. You return all your top tight ends. You return all your wide receivers. You return your best running backs. You hope that High Shaw is healthy enough to go at running back where he and Devin Neal can kind of feed off each other. So you've got Jalen Daniels coming back with really 90-some-odd percent of the production coming back. So could people say, can he be as good as he was last year? I think Jalen Daniels could be better. I think his numbers could be better because now you're bringing back an entire system under what Kotelnicki put in last year and some of the wrinkles he put in and they can kind of enhance that and move forward with all of the returning experience coming back John Kirby our guest from Jayhawk Slant we're talking uh, obviously KU football I want to switch gears and and go over to basketball for a second because uh, yesterday the news came out that Marcus Adams six foot eight uh, wing player from California has decided not to honor his commitment to attend Kansas. And, boy, Twitter went crazy with that. Um, it's, it's so hard to know exactly what to think about this stuff. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think about this decision uh, from Marcus Adams? And in this day and age, this won't be the only guy that makes a, a decision like this. Uh, how harmful is that to KU basketball? Uh, was it a... Uh, what do you think of uh, making that kind of a call in, in the middle of July? Well, Bob, I got to tell you, I'm familiar with the transfer portal because, you know, when football's so big, so, and, and I've got to tell you this, you know, my, my job here at Jayhawks Land, I just cover the football team. So I, I kind of keep, uh, I've, I've got Shay who handles the basketball. I know he put that news out yesterday when, when Adams told him that he was leaving. But uh, I, I haven't been too in tune with that. I've been kind of in on the football side all day today. But, uh, you know, obviously our message board was lit up last night when this came out. And, you know, the, the first thing everybody talked about is the transfer portal and the ability to go in it. And and kid goes in it before he can play the game. Okay. So, I mean, and that's you have that in football as well. So, I, I think that the, the evolution of this transfer portal has totally changed college athletics. Yeah, and uh, and I know the uh, commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey, today was talking about that. And there is a movement to try to get uh, the Congress uh, politicians more involved in trying to maybe uh, create some guidelines for the transfer portal and the NIL. It, it just seems like such foreign and new territory that I don't know that 
anybody knows where this is headed. Uh, so where do you think it's headed, John? Well, I think at some point they're going to have to, you know, set some guidelines. Now, you know, you're talking about two different things because the NCAA can control the transfer portal, but, you know, governing bodies in each state are going to have to get together and do something about the NIL because they're kind of two separate things and two separate entities controlled by two different people. So, you know, there's even some states coming out now, Bob, that are setting some legislation that says – the NCAA can't even come into our state now and dictate what we do in NIL. You can't even come in because that's a state thing. So they're basically telling the NCAA, don't come in. If you think somebody's doing something wrong in NIL, you can't even – Texas just passed something the other day that says you can't even come in and question people because it's not an NCAA matter. But, you know, this is – it'll turn into the wild, wild west, and the rich will get richer, and, you know, the, the alums who can – pony up the money and get the, you know, get it in the collective, you know, those are the people who are going to continue to do well off of it. So what is the latest in uh, Memorial Stadium, Memorial Stadium renovations? And what do you think that can do for the KU football program overall? Yeah, you know, it'll do a lot. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's needed. And, you know, they've been trying to do this for a long time. And Travis Goff and his staff and the people raising the money have done a great job. You know, it started right now in a way because they're in there and they're doing the Anderson Family Football Complex right now. They're redoing the, the locker rooms. They're do, redoing the weight room. Then they're going to start doing some offices and things in the upper floor. And that's kind of stage one. So they're really, they, they've really started into this. I think they're hoping to have a lot of that done by the first or second week of August, especially once training camp starts. So, you know, it it does a lot. I I know they're showing recruits, you know, what it's going to look like, and they're talking about it and things like that. It's probably going to take a good few years, I'm assuming, to get everything done after they've started with phase one because they're going to start moving into the the bigger parts of the stadium. But, um, you know, it's going to give Kansas – you know, this is needed, guys. I mean, you know, you got conference realignment people are always talking about and, and things like that. So this will be a – this is something that's needed for KU. Final moments here with John Kirby from Jayhawk Slant. One thing I've always contended, and I think most people have agreed, is that KU football, when it comes to recruiting Kansas, uh, had some inroads to make, especially to match K-State. I, I am of the belief that – a big reason Bill Snyder was able to do what he did at K-State was because he was such a great in-state recruiter. That doesn't mean that the best football players come from Kansas, but it does mean that if you can get the best players out of Kansas, you're a step ahead. Do you think uh, do you think Lance Leipold is cognizant of that, and do you think that job is being done at KU? Well, the, the effort is definitely there. I think I looked this up over the last three years. I think Kansas has offered more football players in the states of Kansas and Missouri that, you know, they're in-state and then bordering state where you always talk about recruiting home-type home kids that are close to you. They've offered more kids in Kansas and Missouri over the last three years than any other school. So, uh, you know, they're out there. They're, they've already offered some of the 2025 prospects faster locally than anybody Bob, it's a weird deal, and and, I mean, I've covered Kansas recruiting for 24 years, and right now their class is this is as good as a high school class as I've seen, and they're putting it all together really with no local players. But they're they're some of the kids they've got right now in terms of a ranking or when you watch their film, I mean, they're better than a lot of the local guys that are here. I mean, there's 
there's guys I watch on film. Uh, so there are a couple DNs there, Dan. There's nobody in Kansas like these kids that they, they've got committed. But the, the fact of the matter is they are trying to do everything they can. They're trying to build inroads with in-state coaches. They're trying to – they're offering recruits earlier. But it's just – it's been a – it's been a big speed bump that for whatever reason, locally, and the NCAA doesn't, you know, they don't hold any pity on anybody. They don't change the rules and let you have a longer recruiting period or something because you're not getting local kids. So they've got to go out and find a way to fill those 25 spots. And right now they're doing it and they're doing it very successfully with kids from outside the area. All right. Good stuff. We enjoyed talking KU football with you, John. Thanks for being on the show. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. John Kirby from Jayhawk Slant. Just interesting football. stuff. Yeah. Who knew? What do you mean, who knew? That it was just football. Well, I should have known, right? I guess. I'm not on my game, necessarily. You threw me off my game. How'd I do that? Well, with that discussion. I enjoyed that discussion. What are you doing? Writing down? You're trying to win that? Well, I'm trying Bob to win and Jeff draft. I'm to win every draft. Well, I try to do, win everything that I do. Why wouldn't I? Why don't you just wait for the draft? And uh, you know, I don't have time to sit here and study. Why do you get to study? You don't not get to study. You can do whatever you want. Well, I got to run the show. Well, I don't know what I to gotta, tell I you. I got to be got... in charge over here. All right, we'll take a break. Hour number two coming up. The Bob and Jeff show tomorrow on the show. Anthony Claggett, the new pitching coach at Wichita State will join us. Some other irons out there in the fire. Nothing uh, has come back, but we'll keep working at it. We'll be back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry, 
at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.